Our scripture lesson for this Sunday comes from the Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter, beginning at verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, for he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this I came baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend as a dove from heaven, and it remained on him. And I myself did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. And the next day again John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus turned and saw them following, and he said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and see. And they came and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. And one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which means Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him, and he said, So you are Simon the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. And the next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip, who was from Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nathanael said to them, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And Philip said to him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israel indeed in whom there is no guile. And Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were lying under a fig tree, I saw you. Well, dear friends in Christ, grace and peace be unto you from God our Father, from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We, uh, this scripture, much of John is sometimes hard to understand. And if we just take this scripture at face value, it's the calling of his first disciples and of John's recognition that Jesus was the promised Messiah. But there are some questions it raises that I think maybe we ought to consider. One is, why did John say he didn't know Jesus? I mean, John was Jesus' cousin. When Mary was announced pregnant with Jesus, she went to stay with her cousin Elizabeth, who was John's mother. John was also sort of a miracle baby. Surely, over the years, John and Jesus grew up together. They must have known one another. And yet John looks at Jesus and he says, I didn't understand you until I saw the Spirit of the Lord descend upon you after I baptized you. We don't quite know what that means. So I'm not going to tell you because I don't know myself. It's just one of these things I think we look at and try to determine what it is that God is trying to say to us. And then John calls these disciples and he just goes and he says, you come and follow me and they drop whatever they're doing and they go to follow Jesus to be his disciples. And we don't know quite what 
caused all that either. But here's what I think. What I think is that God comes to us in human form. That's the meaning of the incarnation. I think that John did know Jesus. What he didn't know was that Jesus was the promised Messiah. Because how could he? He'd been called, and I think all of us are called to proclaim the good news that God has found favor with God's children. But that doesn't mean we understand exactly how that happens. And when John saw this sign, to him it was the dove descending on heaven and from heaven, this sign of the Holy Spirit, then John says, here, my cousin is the person for whom we've been waiting. And that must have been surprising to him. As it was to Nathaniel when told that Jesus comes from Nazareth, Nathaniel says, does anything good come from Nazareth? And the answer is basically Jesus. And I think that might give us some clue to ourselves as we try to evaluate our own faith and our own whatever ability we have to proclaim the good news to those around us. The simple fact of the matter is that good news can come from me and good news can come from you, even though we are by far from being saintly or holy people, somehow God uses us. And when God uses us to proclaim his gospel, and we do that by feeding the hungry and giving thirst to those who are th water to those who are thirsty, all the things that Jesus talks about in Matthew 25, whenever we do this to the least of these, God's brethren, God's children, whenever we help the poor and the downtrodden, we are exercising the spirit of God. And when we do this, others see God's spirit coming through us. And often they're amazed because none of us are all that holy. Often people are amazed when they see us doing things they don't even expect from us. But nevertheless, they find grace and peace in it because they see in us God's spirit. We may not feel holy. I certainly never, rarely, rarely feel holy. It's not that there's a holiness that pervades me. It's that when I try to do God's will, God's will speaks to people who see it. And so we've been given the privilege of being God's children and acting as if we were. In other words, acting as if we loved one another, acting as if all people were our brothers and sisters. And to the extent we can do that, people will follow. Not necessarily be follow us because we're great. People will instead be inspired to also lift themselves out of the depths of their own souls and become better people. The Gospel of John is very hard to understand, but I think there's one simple message, that God calls us to be followers of Christ. And as we do, people see in us God's blessing. And that is the good news. Thanks be to God. Now, could we say a word of prayer? Our Father in heaven, we do pray this morning that you can be with us and that we may find ways to follow you. We lift our prayers for all those who suffer, for the hungry and for the homeless, for the victims' wars and natural disasters, for all those who are hospitalized or institutionalized, for those who are imprisoned by illness or by fear and depression. We lift our prayers. We lift our prayers, Lord, for those who help, for the police officers and firefighters and for the teachers, for the utility workers, for the farmers and for the merchants and for all those who try to make this a better world. 
Lord, we pray for one another. And we pray for our president, for our governor, for all the men and women in the armed forces, as we remember the words that you taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this. Take God's blessing with you now as you go forth to love and to serve the Lord. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make God's face shine down upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the light of God's countenance upon you and give each of you God's peace. Thank you for watching this. We hope you have a beautiful week.